Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am on your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you doing? You know, bring the energy for we're back, baby. Season four. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Woo woo. Yeah, season uh yeah, no, it's good. Took a little summer break. It's mm-hmm. good to be back. And uh yeah. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, I'm excited to start talking about season four. Uh, you know, we got the first episode, Extradition, British Columbia, um, which, you know, is an important episode for a lot of reasons. They go to Canada and we meet the man, the myth, the legend, Pierre Desperate, which, of course, is spelled with uh, 11 O's. Yeah. No, I mean, um, they go to Canada, although mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they filmed the whole show in they Canada. They do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we start off with the scene in 1989, um, and uh, basically Sean is lying to Henry about that he is he's the only kid in class who didn't paint something for the open house, and he claims that his painting was actually stolen. Yeah, I'm just curious why someone has an open house for uh, for school. What do you mean? Like you you never had that like in like the second week of school where the parents would all come in and meet all the teachers. Oh, is that? Oh, sorry. I think they call it something else here. Maybe yeah. you're, um, I mean, I, I'll say this for both when I lived in New York and in Florida, it was called an open house. Not that it wasn't called something different there, but um, yeah, that's always what I knew it as. Um, and so Sean claims that the stealing of the painting was a perfect crime, that that's the only reason why they took just his painting as opposed to multiple paintings. Yeah, and that's when Henry reminds him that there is no perfect crime, um, mm-hmm. which. I would have to disagree with because D.B. Cooper exists. Mm-hmm. Although, assuming like there's a good chance that D.B. Cooper just straight up died on his way down, so in that case, it's not a perfect crime. Um, but you know, yeah, maybe. But the fact is, no one proved that. So that is true. Uh, and so we cut to the police station, and Sean interrupts uh, Vic giving a performance review to Lassie, who now has a short haircut, which they do like a big cut in on, and it's not important for the plot, but uh, it is the thing that happens. And Sean yeah, wants an though. advance. Yeah, Sean wants an advance for their next case. Yeah, he wants a, an advance for their case. Um, and, you know, you can't get an advance on, like, something that ha- doesn't exist yet. But Sean yeah. reminds them that, you know, crime never sleeps, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they know that they're going to be called in at some point. And, yeah. Yeah, because basically they have a big expense. They have a big ski vacation plan the next day. Uh, even though it's the middle of summer, it's, they're going up to, to Canada, which doesn't really make sense. Cause later in the episode, they're wearing like winter jackets and stuff. And I know it's colder in Canada, but like there's a summer this in Canada. Yeah. This isn't like Northern hemisphere, Southern hemisphere kind of deal. So yeah. And like, it would be one thing too, if it was like, yeah, we're going on a ski trip in the Yukon. It's like, they're going to Vancouver. Like Vancouver's a major city. <laughs> right. They should have gone to like, I don't know, uh, Patagonia. I don't know if they have like ski trips there. Yeah. I think that there's, I think in Patagonia, yeah, down in the Andes, you should probably could get something, a little ski action. Anyway. Uh, so Sean gets some hot chocolate when they're in Canada. It's in, apparently it's the last of the vacation money. He put the whole vacation on Gus's credit card. Um, and, uh, Gus is kind of suspicious of like, why are, you know, why didn't you bring Abigail on this trip? This is, you know, you guys are, should we get, we learn that they're dating, they're going, they're going steady as kids in the 1960s might say. Um, but, you know, Sean didn't want to bring Abigail, he says. Yeah. Not only that, he's also like kind of checking out some chicks on the slopes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So can't be that serious. Or mm-hmm. maybe he's just yeah. a fucking dog. I don't know. 
So Sean, out of like the corner of his eye, notices this one guy. And mm-hmm. he has his whole little memory mm-hmm. um, vision. And basically mm-hmm. remembers that this is a man named Pierre Despereaux, who mm-hmm. is a well-known criminal. And he saw him first on Lassie's wall of suspects when they went to his apartment yes. to kind of clear his name. Mm-hmm. Now, this act, this character, Pierre Despereaux, is played by Carrie Elwes. What's your Carrie Elwes take? Um, yeah, it started off really well. I mean, I think um, mm-hmm. if you were to ask me my favorite Carrie Elwes um, mm-hmm. role, it would be Robin Hood and Robin Hood Men in Tights. Mm. Never actually um, seen that one. That's on. That's on my. I know I need to. Yeah, he's. It's pretty. It's. I mean, it's pretty yeah. hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah, he wasn't so good in um saw or any of those movies no i haven't seen i haven't seen the latter ones i watched every saw movie in the past like three weeks because that's what you can do when you're out of a job and almost all of them are straight up bad including the one he comes back in he only comes back for for saw 3d um yeah i mean i think i saw up to like saw five maybe four i would say that there are three that are actually good and that is the original saw two no, I would say Saw 6 and then the new one. The new one is probably the second best one they made. Um, I like Saw 2 the most, I think, of the ones nah. I've seen. And, and I don't I know. Saw, saw, I also have some. I don't have much patience for Donnie Wahlberg. I saw Spiral. Um, from the Book of Saw. From the Book of Saw, yeah, which is yeah. <laughs> just fucking weird. Um, that was it also weird. the most obvious twist of all time. It's like if you there's certain things that movies do poorly where it's like if you introduce only like four characters with names and like two of them die and one of them is the main character, it's like okay. So then the one with the other guy is the bad guy. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that? Um, I used to go to this um, this like relatively well known like breakfast coffee place in um, mm-hmm. Silver Lake area. It's mm-hmm. called La Milk. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, Max Minghella would give me the fuck, fuck me eyes. Well. Like, multiple times. I used to go there with the next girlfriend. I mean, in terms of, I, I don't think that that's the worst. That doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world, honestly. No, um, it's not. I was just like, yo, why is this guy fucking staring at me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, I, I obviously don't know his sexuality. I know he, he, at least at one point, I think he's still dating Elle Fanning. So he's not, you know, he's not, uh, I don't believe he's queer. But, you know, you never know. He also no, just has great. Not. He also just. I think that's kind of his vibe too. Is he has those, he has like really good eyes. So, um, not really sure. I also once I heard because he's a friend of the pod of one of my favorite podcasts, Blank Jack, and apparently his in his day to day life he wears nothing but not nothing up but but I imagine at some point you saw him he wears a lot of like crew t shirts for movies from like two thousand two. No one remembers, and that's something that I can respect. Um, that's like my, what I want to be, so I can respect it. Um, anyway, shout to Max Miguel. He's not that good in Spiral, even though I think he's a good actor. Um, so yeah. Sean calls up Lassie and, uh, you know, he, Lassie's like, where did you get that name? Are you, did you sneak in my apartment again? Um, but we learn, no, that this guy, Pierre Despero is a master art thief who never leaves enough evidence to be accused. And, you know, is he, but he's like world renowned, but they never can get him. Correct. Yeah. He's, uh, he's never been caught. They've never been able to stick anything on him. And, you know, Sean wants to catch him. And, you know, Lasseter gives him, like, the real, real advice, which is, like, you know, you don't have jurisdiction there. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have jurisdiction, period, because you're not a yeah. police officer. Mm-hmm. You certainly couldn't just bust somebody in Canada. Um, but that doesn't stop Sean from wanting to go ahead and do that. So mm-hmm. while Lassie's going to warn them to refrain from trying to catch him, they just go ahead and just 
Yeah. Sean, the way he does it, he just says, Pierre! Mm-hmm. And just takes off. There's like a whole chase scene on skis, basically. Yes. And so they chase after him on skis. The problem, of course, is that Pierre Despero is like good at skiing, and Sean and Gus are newbies. So they end up crashing onto the road. Um, but importantly, because of the chase, the hot chocolate game attacks right off. And let me tell you, as someone who has written stuff off on his taxes that, you know, he probably would have done anyway, but that technically did it for work, it's always good to do. Like, that's what I do with. Uh, with any any like movie related to the podcast that I see, I write I write out the movie ticket. Fuck it, I'm reviewing. <laughs> and really, the MCU podcast is an it's MCU podcast LLC registered in the state of New York, baby. That's a business. Is it really? Yeah, I mean, I had to because if basically the Biden administration was going to change the law, basically about if you make more than six hundred dollars on something, it has to be you have to pay taxes on it. Like if it's a side project, and since it was me and Anthony doing the Marvel podcast. I didn't want to just pay the taxes myself because that would be unfair to me, you know? And so I'm like, let's make an LLC so we can split it evenly. And then, of course, after we did that, they rena- they delayed the rule, so it's probably not going to go into effect for a couple more years. But still, I still have it just in case. Um, yeah. Well, good to know. Yeah, so, you know, like uh, my Zoom subscription, uh, my subscription to Zencaster, this app, all these things you write them off. It's, it's great. It makes you feel good. Um, anyway. Uh Whatever helps. I mean, these are all things that I actually do, you know. For example, like, th- what I'm definitely right off is, you know, the first time I saw The Flash was, like, an advanced screening that I didn't pay anything for. But when I had to see it a second time when I didn't really want to, but I forgot some of the plot points, that I have to write off. Because I didn't mean to spend that shit. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, I still haven't watched it. It's not worth it. Anyway, so they go to the cops. This guy, uh, you know, Macintosh, uh, who they say Pierre Despero with 11 O's. Um, and uh, Sean says that he sensed his presence. Yeah, he says he senses his presence. Um, he does this whole psychic thing. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, you know, the main guy, I think Richard? Richard something? Yeah. I just think uh, they call him Mac. I wrote him down as Macintosh because I know that that's what they start to call him, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Sean calls him Richard a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's he's kind of like, oh, well, you know, we here in Canada don't really take too well to this yeah. whole idea of... Um, and who does he know. compare... Uh, what, 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 what comparison do they make about Sean's abilities? What is he like? uh didn't catch that he's like the mentalist except oh this right. is what this is where they clearly take a shot at the mentalist where they say they accuse him of copying the show where they say like except you know he's a fake psychic if i were a fake psychic it would basically be a carbon copy which i think is very funny uh you know yeah i've never seen the mentalist i have no idea what yeah i watched the first like two or three seasons of it it's like fine it's like very um it's a lot less about um like, it has a lot more elements of, like, the, do you remember the Fox show Lie to Me? It has some of those elements of, like, body no. language and stuff. Jesus Christ, man. You you got to be watching network TV in 2008 more. Just kidding. You didn't. Need oh, to. really? You didn't need to. But it's a lot yeah. a lot more of, like, his because he basically, the main character of The Mentalist is a former TV psychic who uh, would, like, who would, you know, do specials about, like, killers or whatever. And he talked about a serial killer, and that serial killer targeted his family and killed his wife and kid. And so then he eventually came out that he was he was faking it. But then he starts to use his powers of observation to help the California Bureau of Investigation. You know. Sorry, I caught like five of those words because your connection is fucked up. Yeah, um, it's fine. But, okay, did you say that like somehow he was personally affected by yes. somebody? Yes, when he was a TV psychic, the serial killer, the, the equivalent of Trudy's murderer in basically in the show. I see. A, a serial killer named Red John killed his wife and child. And so that's what caused him to, he had like a mental breakdown and admitted he wasn't a real psychic, uh, but he does have powers of observation, you know? 
Okay, gotcha. Who who played Red John? I'm curious. Uh, I don't. I didn't watch at the end, so I couldn't tell you. Okay. Um. Anyway, so uh, it's Xander Berkeley, by the way. Xander Berkeley. Wow, I I love Xander Berkeley. That's he's one of my favorite character actors. I think I've said this before. Yeah, um, you have. I mean, but it bears repeating. So yeah, Sean does a psychic thing, and um, we learn that basically, um, Macintosh is very ambitious. He has a lot of ideas, but they don't really listen to him. But he he does pass the message along to Ed, who's like the commissioner. And uh, how does Sean? Yeah, the chief. How does Sean impress Ed? Yeah, he guesses that it's his birthday, which just right before, mm-hmm. right after Ed walked out of his office, somebody's passing like a happy birthday Ed sign mm-hmm. in the background. Mm-hmm. So wasn't it wasn't an educated guess it was just you know he saw it yes and so um ed then calls lassiter and basically he's like you know you're a head detectives up here and he's saying that you have five so he made you know sean lied about his position and uh lassie refuses to accept just setting up the files he needs to go himself but what sean what sean's like you know focus on your own cases but lassie of course has 355 days of unused vacation time and so him and Juliet fly up to the Great White North. Correct. Okay, so I wasn't clear if they flew up or they had to take a bus up. I think they flew up because remember that Lassie says to Jules that the he miles, used her miles? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought for whatever reason, because he brought his gun with him, that they didn't let him on the plane. Well, th- so... that I think I think the idea is that he did, did left the gun behind, I think is what. Oh, okay, happened. gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I was you can't bring a biscuit through security. I wasn't aware if you could use your miles on an Amtrak or not. Yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah, don't bring the biscuit. It's always so funny. Whenever I see like people get arrested for trying to be a gun on a plane, it's like, wh- where have you been? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, oh yeah, let me just pack the blicky in my mm-hmm. fucking uh, luggage. But yeah, yeah. That anyway, happens. so who, wait, who was the most famous? Okay, no, it wasn't Damon Sotomayor. He wrapped his fucking weed in like in tin foil. Foil. Yeah stupid michael vick put his weed in a compartment of a water bottle which i remember i think the joke on snl at the time was um you put your you put your weed something you can't bring on a plane inside of a water bottle something else you can't bring on a plane (laughs) okay so check this out you know how much Mm -hmm. of a freak i am because i've never watched snl snl yeah yeah Yeah. so i told my boss that like the other day Mm -hmm. and he's like oh my god are you serious like that he's like a 50 year old Mm -hmm. um gay man Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't believe you never watched this. And he's like, let me show you the best clip. And this mm-hmm. clip that he shows me is the one of Bo and Yang pretending to be the iceberg from Titanic. Yeah, that's a fine clip. That's not my flavor of SNL necessarily. I'm just like, all right, you could have picked a better one. No, the thing is, there definitely are SNL clips that you would enjoy. I don't think th- – there's a lot of different stuff. Like, I mean, that, the thing about SNL, which I what I enjoy about it, is it is made too quickly to have, like, a coherent voice. And so there's, like – there's like eight different types of sketches every week, and some of them are bad, some of them are good. Anyway, but they end up Despero apparently made us for a strike um, at a building called False Creek, and um, yeah, they uh, Lassie and Jewel show up, and Sean is psychically scoping out the area. Yeah, scoping out the area. Um, you know, Lassie and Jules need to ask for permission to go in because obviously Sean's a head detective, mm-hmm. and. So they get let in. Well, Jules mm-hmm. with flying colors and Lassie mm-hmm. with the, eh, mm-hmm. right, sure. And so Sean, you know, points to this whole display case where a necklace was being held that was worth $3.5 million. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to refer to the fact that, like, 
something else must have been stolen because typically yeah. Pierre Devereaux does not steal just one thing. He steals multiple things out yeah. of the place. But, and also there's a big empty spot above a mantle, which Correct. definitely looks so like So Sean, Sean tries to guess that the painting was also taken, but yeah. it turns out that it had actually been sold a couple of yes. weeks ago. And this character, Stockwell, who Sean asked if you can call him Gibby, is actually, you might not notice, I mean, you wouldn't, is played by the same actor who plays Professor Han in If You're So Smart, Then Why Are You Dead? His little, little recasting. That's a psych why. episode. Yeah. Okay. So the one yeah. where they go to the genius boy school? Oh, okay. I thought that that would be like one I could refer to just by its name, because it, in my mind, it's one of the most iconic names in the show. Like, I mean, but I mean, obviously, I don't know, the, a dork. I don't know the, the episode names like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, although I feel like if, if I were to put a gun to your head and ask you what one do you think is called if you're so smart than why you're dead, you probably would have guessed that one, but still. Um, anyway. No <laughs> so there are no alarms tripped, no prints, and the only thing left behind is a blonde filter cigarette being uh, left smoking in an ashtray. Um, but where are the blondes at? A great question. Uh, and so. Sean notices one of the windows is unlatched. He looks up it and he sees someone climbing onto the roof. Um, and at this point, we he overhear because it comes in later that when Pierre Despero travels, he uses a- aliases of artists. So Sean runs onto the roof with Gus, and who does he see? He uses the alias of what? I'm sorry, artists. What is artists? Artists like pe- famous artists. Oh, like okay, Da Vinci gotcha. and yeah. Van Gogh. I thought you meant to someone who like climbs on like. No, he uses he uses the aliases of artists Gilmore. Um, um, or Ethan Hunt on the Burj yes. Khalifa. Exactly. So Fuck, they I go... need to watch that movie. I still haven't seen it. You know who's in the new one? Fucking Carrie Elwes. No shit. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it. Fuck. He, the thing is, he doesn't have an American accent in it. And I love Carrie Elwes. His American accent is always bad. It's always it's bad. Really bad. And the thing about him, I think he is a classic example. Because actually, we went on the Saw tangent. I need to get to say my Carrie Elwes take. Carrie yeah. Elwes is a lot like, I think, early Patrick Wilson is similar where he is too pretty to play like the conventional leading man. Cause no one, you can't root. He's too pretty to be someone you root for. Like it, it is, it, he's not handsome. He's pretty, which is hard to be in Hollywood. And that's why he plays so many evil guys. Cause a pretty guy can be like a serial killer or, you know, like the doctor and saw, but you're not going to like, I can't imagine Carrie Ellis. You would kind of be like, if he was in like a, you know, action thriller or whatever, he'd be like, okay, you, you have like million dollar looks. I don't give a shit about you. You know, no, I could see him being in like some like, you know, Pride and Prejudice in the Matthew McFadden role. I think that that's different, though. I'm talking about like traditional Hollywood blockbuster movies. Well, yeah, he's not a blockbuster guy. Yeah, but I think that he obviously want. I mean, I, but then he really there's not much else to do with him because I think he I mean, he, I guess he could have done like the costume drama route, but he didn't really. He kind of immediately made fun of that when he did, you know, did Robin Hood. Um yeah, yeah you fuck that up. I also think I think the fact his American accent's bad also really hurt him because he just can't. You know, there's if you can't do an American accent at all, there's only so much you can do in Hollywood. I think there's only two other people that have worse American accents. Mm-hmm. One is Emma Watson. Yeah, and two is Sophie Turner. She's really bad. I'm trying to think who I, who has the worst American accent, in my opinion. Um, British. I'm talking about British. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. There are some like, people who good. like. There's Sonic who. West. Yeah, ah, he's okay. He's not as good. I mean, he's he just always is great. The thing, the thing about Dominic West's accent is that like he doesn't sound British, but he also doesn't sound like anyone who's ever lived. Like he has like his own voice that he does. Um, yeah, he just great. He just was great. I think the worst one. I mean, there's some people who just can't even try. Like Liam Neeson can't oh. even try. Orlando Bloom. Uh, Orlando. Orlando Bloom Bloom's is horrible. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sam Worthington was really bad in the first Avatar, but he's better in the second. Um, I yeah. haven't seen the second one. Anyway. I mean, yeah, it's there's really two different types of bad British uh, American accents too. There are the ones that like the British slips through, and there's the ones like the Carrie Elwes where it just does not sound like a human being. Where it sounds like he's that none of the consonant and vowel sounds match each other. He just sounds like he's like memorized how to say it a certain way as opposed to actually speaking. Yeah, because um, yeah. it's always like in like the new Mission Impossible, like Ethan Hunt, you got, must give over the keys to us. You know, like it's very like that. Anyway. Um, but you're always happy to see him. So, uh, yeah, they're on the roof with Despero. And how does Despero make his escape? He, um, I guess, bungee jumps or uh, skydives? Base jumps. Base jump. Base, jumps, base jumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Base jump. Correct. Yeah. Um, also, I do want to note that at this point, uh, Sean refers to Jules as a snow bunny, which is a thing I didn't know that white people were allowed to refer to other white people as. But I thought a spo- snow bunny was like a white woman that only has sex with black men. I don't think that that's what it is. I just, I've only I've only heard in the context of black people referring to white women with blonde hair. So I didn't know that white people could also call each other snow bunnies. But um, no, according to Urban Dictionary, snow bunny is a white girl who is known to go for black guys. But that's not a thing that is established in Psych. So I don't know why. I, you know, what I think is I think someone in the writers' room didn't misunderstood what the term meant and used it. I think that's probably what happened. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what it is. Like, okay. That's what I've always I, known I, I, I mean, I've really only heard in that context by I guess. I assume that maybe it could be more broad, but yeah. So that's weird. Also, Gus has two left knees. But anyway, um, Sorry, when let me just yeah. let me just clarify. Back. Yeah, according to Quora, when a guy calls you a snow bunny, in general, a snow bunny is a term that refers to a woman or a girl who enjoys spending time in snowy or winter environments. That has not been my experience. No, no that's that that's heard. a lie. That's that's yeah. a lie. That's stupid. Um, yeah. and so when everyone else gets on the roof, Despero's gone, and um. You know, they're kind of doubting Sean because apparently someone snuck out of the elevator, you know. So, Sean's not in a good place, but they need to refuel, so they got to go get somewhere to eat. And the restaurant they but, choose but, is... Uh, but, oh. but but also, I do enjoy the whole oh. Gus playing up the whole Devereaux. Sorry. Des- Despero. Despero escape. Mm-hmm. First, he says that he, like, jumped off the building off a handstand. Right. And secondly, that he was wearing, like, a flying squirrel suit. Mm-hmm. Which was like funny because like mm. Sean quickly just says no, yeah. that's not the case at all. Yeah. I thought that was funny. So they go to a restaurant and it's very fancy. Gus says it's romantic, it's a little sexy, and Sean remarks that it took a month. It takes a month to get a reservation, which is strange because Sean just invited Gus on this trip last Friday. But before they can continue this conversation, there's someone at the restaurant waiting for them. Correct. Pierre is sitting there, and he's you know just chilling. And he mm-hmm. basically waves them over to him, and mm-hmm. they debate whether they go or not. And of course, they're going to go. Mm-hmm. So they show up, and at first, they're they're standing there, mm-hmm. and he tells them not to be rude and to have a seat. And so he's like bragging to them, you know. He says that they're way out of their league; he'll never catch them. But he decides, just as like you know, a show of sportsmanship, he's going to write down everything he's going to do the next day. Yeah, he's going to write it down for them, nice and neat, on a business card. Mm-hmm. Um and Sean, you know, he wants to do his own kind of. Well, what does he? What does he write down? Because well, at least two of them are important. Um, he says that he's okay. Um, I'm not sure, but he says. Oh, okay. Like, he says he's gonna steal a mane, make you look foolish, and treat myself like a king. Okay. Yeah, I didn't catch the mane part at mm. first. Um. Yeah. So he's gonna do all that, and Sean writes on a napkin what he's gonna do, and then the waiter basically shows up and's like, "Why the fuck would you write on a napkin?" Yeah. Um. And you know, 
yeah, you should have a little pad yeah. there or something. Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, Sean's list, by the way, is going to get maple candy, purchase a walking stick, and cut, catch an international art thief. Um, and as they're having this, as the waiter walks away, a fly, flaming baked Alaska goes by. And they look at it, they get distracted, and Despero's gone. And I do love the line of the goddess with the classic flaming baked Alaska diver, baked Alaska diversion. Yeah, the plate. I, I I looked up the baked Alaska. Doesn't seem very good to me. Yeah, I've never had one, and now I probably can't because food allergies but i it never was something that was super appealing to me like it's on fire and that's about the only thing that's appealing you can't have cake right i can't have no no okay yeah uh and so sean is in the the police station and he is you know sending out i see a manet manet john manet um but no it's of course edward manet now do you know my take on manet and monet it's very simple one of them had to change the name it just there's they, there can't be painters that are this they're very famous with the same name like that. One of them had to go by he had to go by Edward Smith or something. Stop it. Get out of here. Manet was the one that's like looks like it's drawn with like fingers. I believe so. Yes, because Mon- Monet is more like classically when what you think of like fine art. Um, I took art history and I don't fucking remember like difference. I didn't take art history and I kind of only knew the basics. But you know what I'm talking like there are like so many different names. So you mean something his name could have been Edward? You know. Uh, Pierre Louis, like fine. Wait, are they both Edward? No, but it's Claude and Edward. Claude, but I'm just Claude, saying, yeah, well, yeah, it's just like there's. A, I just don't think these need to be that close. They're not. They're the fact that there are really only like ten artists that you kind of need to know in order to get in through society. Two of them should not have names that similar. I don't know. This is well, a what about bit, Paul right? Anderson? Yeah, I don't like the fact that there's two of them either. I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I don't mind it as much because at least like one of them is a canonical director and the other one makes sometimes entertaining garbage um so like it's not as big of an issue um so pta is the one that makes entertaining garbage right yeah, of course yes exactly yes of, yeah, of course exactly. uh, i say that event horizon is one of the most important works of american cinema i know um that is probably pwsa's best movie too um anyway uh, uh but also licorice pizza is one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life and the thing is if we're out. allowed you're allowed to be wrong and that's fine get it we can, out we can we, we can live with it so anyway um that they end up there's they have a stakeout after they talk about the manet that um is for a near boat and basically um Macintosh tells Sean that he made a book of everything that might be valuable enough for Despero to steal and there was not a manet in town except the day that that this happened a billionaire I mean now millionaire Kate took his yacht in and brought it into port so now there is a manet in town I wonder if he was a billionaire up until the point that he got the Manet and then that made him a millionaire. I don't know. I, obviously, the, the thing is he, he's been losing money. Um, but yeah, they're on the stakeout. Uh, Sean remarks that Jules looks like Julie Christie and Dr. Zhivago, um, which is a reference, I, a reference I only get because I think she has that head on in the poster. Um, and gotcha. so, yeah. And Lassie is just so trigger happy. He wants his weapon. He wants his biscuit. He doesn't mm-hmm. have it. And he yeah. suspects that there's one guy that shows up on mm. the scene might be packing heat. Yeah, and he's exactly. So they, uh, you know, they end up swarming the guy. Also, at this moment, Gus mentions that there were rose petals mm-hmm. everywhere in the hotel room. Make a note. And they uh, end up swarming this guy, but it's not Despero. And when they look at the boat, they see that the painting is already gone. It's already been replaced with a clown painting. So somehow Despero replaced it when no one was looking. Correct. And so, yeah, um, 
the guy who they caught, false alarm. Mm-hmm. It's too late. And, you know, we cut to the next scene and basically Sean is kind of distraught at how good this guy is mm-hmm. um, while they're on the carriage. They're on a carriage riding through like the woods or something. And mm-hmm. basically we find out that this whole trip was meant as like a romantic um, mm-hmm. getaway for mm-hmm. Abigail and Sean. And you know what? Shame on Sean. Mm-hmm. You plan a romantic getaway on your buddy's dime. Mm-hmm. Just bad stuff. Bad friend. Yeah. Yeah, Sean's really bad when it comes to Gus's money. It's one of the classic things. Is Gus is gonna has probably the worst credit score in the world, all because of Sean. Yes. Um, and so uh, Sean, Gus ends up kicking Sean off of uh, the carriage because, as Gus points out, he paid for it. Why should Sean get it? You know. And so Sean is kind of walking nervously. You know, he see he's talking to the raccoons out there. Um, but he remembers that Despero when he was on the roof looked at a building and referred to the fact he was going to his room. And so Sean decides he's going to go to that building, which is a hotel, and try to get into the room. So is the idea that this guy just took off the roof and, like, floated across to that fucking No, hotel? I don't think so. I think he probably has to go to the ground, but at least he looked at it. I don't. It's kind of just a little tell. Yeah, I don't know. That didn't really connect yeah. with me, but okay. Anyway, so he goes there, and he tries Pierre Despero, not there. John Van Gogh, not there. Jacques Hochstein, not there. He's trying to guess well, first artists. First of all, he pretends to be that person. Yes, yes. He pr- pretends to be Despero. Correct. Yeah. And so finally, he catches a reflection off of the the clerk or the receptionist or a front desk person. Clerk. I would um, say clerk. His, gla- his glasses. And sees an Edgar Degas. Mm-hmm. So he says, is Edgar Degas, and he's on the 12th floor. So, you know, he, he's he's... You know, he explains it by saying that essentially he's all out of sorts because his assistant always books his trips. Yeah. And his assistant happens to be a dog because well, first the dog he said par- he, ends up, he, yeah, he first says he first says that she's under medication for parvo, and the front desk guy says, "Isn't that as these for dogs?" And then he needs to pivot into saying that it is uh, a dog, a golden retriever. He doesn't. Want, that's not his thing. He's going in with, but he picks the disease that only dogs can get. Did you know parvo was a disease for dogs? Uh, not before I saw this episode for the first time, no. Correct, yeah. I mean, that's, like, something that, like, a, only a dog owner would know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but obviously, now I do, because I saw this episode. But, yeah, Parvo is, I think it's a heart condition. Um, anyway, so, Sean breaks in Despero's room, he's calling Gus, and he says that he's gonna pull a John Turturro from Miller's Crossing, which, I'll be honest with you, is a Coen Brothers blind spot for me. Sorry. Uh, I assume you Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Oh, okay, good. Um, and so, uh... Despero is in the room too because Sean wants to like surprise him by turning on a light, but of course Despero does that because Despero's cooler than him. Correct, and he's sitting there, you know, in his chair in the, you know, what you can call a cock chair, possibly. You could call it that, yeah. Yeah, you can call it that, and um, yeah, you know, he's he's semi impressed with Sean by the fact mm-hmm. that he was able to, you know, get to mm-hmm. this level of their little game, um, mm-hmm. but he very much mentions that like anything that goes after this is like mm-hmm. not entertaining to him anymore. Yeah. He's kind of indulged it to this point, mm-hmm. but he's getting a little bit too close to like what's going on. So yeah, he's a gentleman. So mm-hmm. he doesn't believe in murder being such a messy business. And that's not what is on the agenda for tonight. At least. Yes. And as he's talking to Sean, he's packing his stuff, you know, packing his shoes, his biscuit. But Sean notices that there's a card in the closet that he's that there's a uh, dry cleaning that he's gonna get on Tuesday. So pretty interesting that he's packing now 
because we learned it's a Sunday. So, hmm. Yeah, and he seems to be like he makes like the assumption that he's going to be leaving any day yeah. now. So, um, so yeah, he kind of leaves him on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next day, Sean meets up with Lassie and basically tells him, you know, because Lassie and Jules are like headed to like some sort of like airport in Blaine, wa- in Blaine, Washington. Yeah. Cause he suspects that he's going to leave. No. Well, that wouldn't make any sense if he was leaving the country if he was going to cross a border to do that yeah i'm not sure but they say that the, basically what they say is that there is a jet registered under one of his aliases in Blaine, washington so i don't know if they know how he's going to get there but they impl- infer that he's going to be there which of course sean knows that that's a distraction because the dry cleaning correct and so mm-hmm. sean just says that he was using a smoke screen and it doesn't matter because the cops are going to head out to do their mm-hmm. thing anyway mm-hmm. um and so you know sean takes a right turn he meets with robert instead and that's mm-hmm. when he asks robert to show him his book mm-hmm. with the things that pierre would possibly be interested mm-hmm. in stealing yeah. and yes. he thinks about the clue about treating yourself like a king and he notices that there's like a crown that's being held at mm-hmm. some sort of gallery in the area so yes. that is where they're gonna go it's the bushland moat gallery and in fact uh mcintosh was involved in setting it up so he knows how to uh how to disarm it and so Sean's plan is that Gus and Sean wait for the gallery owner to leave, who's the last one out. And their plan is to shut down the security system and uh, with the help of Macintosh, who Sean calls Big Apple, who um, it, they're going to steal it so Despero can't steal it. And so they get in, and most of the security's down, except for some lasers. And, uh, you know, Sean points out that Gus has seen entrapment 26 times, and he's twice as limber as CZ to Jones which is mm-hmm. a thing that I will call as a shorthand, and I realize it's because of this episode, just sees you to Jones. Um, of and, course it uh, is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Gus, he ends up going through it. He's, he's like uh, Vincent Cassell in Ocean's 12. In what? Ocean's 12. Oh, okay. I mean, okay, is it kind of like his character in that one movie, the Danny Boyle one, too? No, his character in Trance is not. I mean, he is a thief, but he's not that cool. Um, he's but more he's just an like an art thief. No. He is a, he's an art thief, but like specifically, I'm, in Ocean's 12, he literally does this with the laser. So like, that's why I was referencing it. Okay, um, fine. I've never seen Ocean's 12, so no. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, uh, it's your loss. Anyway, um, yeah. so, uh, you know, Sean's giving him some advice, you know, lower your right shoulder, pivot 30 degrees, spread your cheeks, you know. Uh, but then once Gus gets through, it's a big triumph. But Sean reveals that he actually disabled the lasers. He just wanted Gus to basically know he could do it. Correct. And so they move to, um, they go to the actual room where the crown is being held. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they think they're all in the good. They're all safe because Robert, um, what's mm-hmm. his last name again? Macintosh. Macintosh. They think Macintosh is taking care of all that. But as mm-hmm. soon as they like try to, because you can't see the crown at first. Yeah. Because apparently the crown gets hidden after hours, essentially. Yeah. So. Uh, they try to open the case and the alarm goes off and mm-hmm. Gus puts his hand up like almost instantly, like mm-hmm. almost fucking instantly. And Sean thinks he's fucking around, but they turn around and the cops are all over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Henry, they're in the police station. Henry flew up to bail them out. Um, and uh, apparently Gus couldn't call his parents to bail them out because Sean used his one phone call on American Idol. Um, you know. And uh, Gus's credit card is maxed out, so he can't bail himself out. 
Who was on American Idol that year? Who won it? Um, no idea. Let me see. This episode came out when two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, American Idol two thousand nine. Bo Bice. No, Bo Bice is like season four. Um. Oh, it was the one where the person Chris Allen won because they didn't want Adam Lambert to win because Adam Lambert was too, uh, you know, flamboyant. I don't know if you remember that. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was like the whole thing. Remember. It was like Adam oh, Lambert wait. clearly was like the icon, but they there's just a lot of homophobic people didn't vote for him. Oh, that was that year. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Because, I mean, the same thing happened, I think, the year after that, too, with David Archuleta and David Cook. There's really a thing where, like, some of the people watching American Idol was like, if you don't like gay people, why are you watching a pop reality show? But, of course, you know, people thought Liberace was straight, so, you know. Um, right. Anyway, Sean, uh, they they end up getting uh, Gus bailed out, and Henry's got it. He's got a 4 o'clock salmon boat, you know, which I good for him. You know, if you're going to have to fly up to Canada, you might as well take a fishing trip. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, but we then learned that Big Apple got fired. Uh, Big who? Apple? Big Apple. Macintosh. Oh, right. Sorry. Oh, that's why he calls him that. Oh, I. Yeah. Oh my God! It just like fucking dawned on me right now. Yeah. Yeah. He got fired because obviously he helped Sean with this whole mm-hmm. museum situation yeah. or gallery situation. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not going to stop them because because well, they also learned that they thought that they just got caught there, but the crown is missing. So did someone steal? You know, what I mean, like how did that happen? It was they were there the whole time, right? Correct. Dun, dun, dun. So did he not steal anything? I mm-hmm. guess not. So they head over to like a water port. I don't know what you call this. Yeah, it's like it's a dock that you can take off hydroplanes from, I think. I don't know. It's rich people shit. I don't know. Yeah. So basically, Sean catches Pierre ready to take off. And Mm -hmm. this is when Pierre tells him straight up he's not amused anymore. Mm -hmm. And essentially, Sean tells him that he never stole anything. Yeah. He's always given it, you know, because Mm -hmm. his whole racket was insurance mm. fraud he was mm. never actually a master thief yeah. yes and the whole idea is that he built up a persona as a master thief so he could do insurance fraud without people looking too closely that if there is a world famous art thief named pierre despero that people know is in town insurance claims just would be like of course it was despero instead of looking really closely you know what i mean and if you do multiple then no one looks into any specific person so it's a honestly it's not sexy it's a good crime in terms of like a efficient crime not getting your hands dirty it's not a bad one. I'm sure he makes good margins, lives a good life, and he doesn't have to, like, you know, actually worry about doing crazy ice, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. But Sean thinks it's lame. He thought he was Thomas Crown, and he's not even Remington Steele, which is a good joke because both were played by Pierce Brosnan. Um, you know. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's, yeah. Um, see, I get I just get the show way more than I did when I was like eleven. I don't even know what I thought of that line when I was actually I think it would be thirteen when this came out. Like, what, what did I even think? Why, why, why did I think that was funny? Um, and yeah. so anyway, uh, yeah. So we, we what we realized is that the bit where we saw the gallery owner come out of the gallery with a suitcase, the crime was in that suitcase, and he was going to give it to Despero so he could claim the insurance money. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I think I didn't hear anything you said. Well, that's um, fine. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, essentially he gets arrested and that's it. Yeah. Um, but there is the great moment where Lassie says, I bet you don't want, you're not happy to see me. Correct. And then that's when Devereaux turns around and says, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Okay. I'll tell you this. If you, if you're calling him Devereaux, the next time he shows up, I will going to have to stop the pod is Pierre Despereaux, like the legend of Despereaux. Sorry. It's just like, 
Oh, I don't know the Legend of Despero. What is that? Well, it's like it's like um, well, the the Tale of Despero and then the Legend of Despero were like two cartoon movies about mice. I don't know. Um. Oh yeah, I definitely didn't see that. Well, anyway, it's Despero. Anyway, okay. uh, I assume you know a Devereaux in your real life, but I'm not going to make you dox them. Um, and so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, what, isn't Blanche Devereaux like yes, a very in, famous character? In, yes. In, uh, yeah. No, that's no Blanche. Is Blanche, is Blanche Devereaux? Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, Blanche it's Golden du- Girls. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to say. I think also it's not common. You're thinking of Blanche Dubois, which is a streetcar named Desire. Oh, yeah. There's no, the up. character from Gone with the Wind is Scarlett O'Hara. I was going to say. It, um, yeah, Scarlet yeah. was a hoe. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah. So anyway, um, we then cut to uh, Jules and Sean on a very romantic bridge because apparently Gus refused to come. It's a very famous uh, suspension bridge. Yes, it is. I don't know what it's called, but I do recognize it from photos and whatnot. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, Jules is like, you know, they're talking about they want to keep things platonic. And, of course, Sean is struggling with it, uh, you know. And... Um, but Sean goes to, gives Jules the tour of everything he got for uh, for Abigail. Abigail, yeah. So they basically go on the date. There's like clowns. There's a singing opera guy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a mime who was not paid for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they basically go on the date that Sean and Abigail were supposed to, and mm-hmm. that's kind of it. Yes, I do always remember the line of uh, when Jules says, "I didn't know Abigail was into opera," and it's like she's not. I didn't know if he sang. He's she's just into robust Italian men. Don't you know it's yeah. funny stuff? Yes, and then they mentioned that the bridge was built by wolves, and we leave. I mean, it's a beautiful last shot. I assume it probably was the most expensive shot in the history of Psych at the time, um, but it looks really yeah. nice. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a very beautiful scenery, mm-hmm. no doubt yes. about that. And we're now we're back, season four. What do you give this episode out of 10? I give it an eight. I gave it an 8.5. That might just be because I love Pierre Despero as a character. Spoiler alert, he does come back. Um, and he's just one of the best, one of the greats. And I think he only gets better. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good episode. It's uh, fun to see them actually use the location they're in. Um, and, uh, yeah. yeah, no complaints. But, uh, speaking of things you don't complain about, um, Andy B, where can people follow you on Twitter? You can follow me at Andre Barrera. Yep. Yes. If you ever, if you want a minute by minute analysis of how his guts are feeling, I'll let you know. Um, oh god yeah I'm sorry you just can't help yourself it's just man I got shit and I'm on a conference call it's like Jesus I, you said that at like 8.30 this morning um, yeah no it was bad dude I was like I in know. hell I'm sure I, believe me I've been there there's nothing worse than like because the thing is we're all adults we all have stomach issues but we uh, we know and there's an unspoken thing you can't say like hey man I'm running a little late I got shit but you should be able to we all do it we all we all have the problem uh, it just anyway. so happens my biological clock just aligns with that shit yeah Literally. But, but yeah, basically what happens to me, I assume it's similar with you, is if the, if I know that there's going to be a thing where I won't be able to use the bathroom for a few hours, my body is like, gets scared and yeah. it starts to have to... Yeah. yeah, same. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Because it happens a lot with like air travel and stuff too. Where like, I'm not even like a nervous flyer, but I think it's just like, knowing that I won't be able to go for a couple hours is like, well, Jake, you got to get it all out now. Anyway, you can follow me on well, Twitter. Imagine, at imagine, me being, imagine me being on a flight to fucking Istanbul for 13 hours. Yeah, I think at that point, the like the rules about not trying to poop in the airplane bathroom go out of the window. If you got to poop, you got to poop. Um, I didn't do it. Anyway. I didn't even piss once. Go. Yeah. Damn, really? Yeah. Really. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. You can follow me on Twitter at the J Christie. Please rate, review, subscribe to this show. And more important than that, tune in next time as we talk about He Dead? He Dead?